welcome to the Two Fat Brokers podcast. Today we're gonna to be talking about where UAE real estate has come from. Okay, we're gonna try and find out, you know, in, in a short series about where we've come from, where we are now, what's going on in the future. But we really wanna talk about, you know, where has where did all this start? What's been going on up until now? Just a little bit of a history lesson. We arrived pretty much in 2008, 2009 at a very interesting time in the market. Barney, do you want to just talk about what, what's happened with Dubai? It wasn't very interesting. Uh, I got off the plane about two weeks before um, before the market crashed here. I was in London. The market had been really suffering there for a good sort of 12 12 to 14 months and it was an idea to come somewhere where it seemed like the real estate market was doing very well. I landed in 2008. It was a steady, well it wasn't a steady, it was a very quick decline from there. Prices came off as much as sort of 30-40% in some places. Made it very much a buyer's market. There was still a lot of appetite. I think there were a few people who got a little bit nervous thinking that maybe this Dubai, Dubai dream had, uh, had come to naught. But sure enough, there was a resurgence um, very quickly afterwards. It was much more of a fire sale. Where, where was the peak of the market in, in Dubai? Like what, what kind of time? It was really the end of 2008. <clears throat> that was really when the... End of 2008. Yeah, that okay. was really when the... the when when do you think it hit the bottom? I'd say it wasn't much more than seven or eight months after that, the true bottom. Really? Yeah, it was very quick. It was quick. It was very yeah. quick. We saw how <clears throat> we saw prices... Springs two-bedroom villas going for like seven hundred and fifty thousand dirhams. Now, you know that's cheap. That's really cheap. And even they were struggling to sell. Um, so, yeah. look, I mean, you know, it was uh, it was testament to the Dubai dream that you know people stuck here. They stayed with it. They reinvested in the property market. And and those who were clever enough to actually get in, they made they made good good returns. You know. Very good returns. Now, obviously... Well, if you get um, to the bottom of the market, you know, it's, it's very tough to time the bottom of the market. But if you're someone with a bit of cash and you can get in, you know, people say don't try and time the bottom. But if you can, if you can see it coming... Today? Apparently so. Today? So, yeah. I've never heard that before. Yeah, yeah, because, because uh, you can't time the bottom of the market because all the investors are waiting on the sidelines with the dry powder. And as soon as it turns... They come in, and as soon as it turns, all the sellers go, hold on, the market's turned. I'm going to lift my price. So what's the catalyst of a, of a turn, though, of a, of a, of a <clears> turn <throat> in the market? It's when people see that there's value, right? Um, yeah. I mean, usually you can, you can predict a turn because rents start to turn around. Rents are much more fluid than sale prices. Mm. So as soon mm. as you start to see rents bottom out, you, know, uh, you can usually uh, tell that sales prices will come after that because rents, you know, there's a lot more people renting, so it's a really, it's a much easier indicator to use. But sales, particularly in a slow market, there's not a lot of sales happening. It's really difficult to see the point which, you know, sales start to go up. Okay. So as, as for Abu Dhabi, we're talking about, you know... Hang um, on. I'm not finished. Oh, sorry. Okay. You wanted to see where we came from, right? We're not going to get to where we're going. Well, we're going to try and do it in, in a... in a come to modern day? No, like, uh, you know, at the same kind of level. So, okay. you know, you, you've spoken about Dubai and the, and the 2008 crash. So we're talking about Abu Dhabi in the same kind of time period. Abu Dhabi is a very interesting sort of case study because until 2005, no one could buy or sell property in Abu Dhabi. Not even Emiratis, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure. They, they introduced a law in 2005, um, soon after the passing of Sheikh Zayed, which actually was the first time that Emiratis could even buy or sell property. Uh, so then our boom started then, sold a lot off plan, and it went very much the same way as Dubai. We had our peak 
probably around the same kind of time. It was a global peak, I think, across everywhere. And then you know we had, we had the same we had the same de decline, but our decline was much well, I say much much longer. We probably bottomed out in 2012. Um, so ours was was a lot longer than Dubai's if uh, if, if yours was that quick. Yeah, I mean so, I think. Our market was much more real estate based. You know, at that time, you guys had a uh, and still have an oil-based economy. Yeah. Dubai was at the time and still, to a degree, is a very much a real estate-based economy. So, yeah, it was for Dubai. It was pure panic. Uh, you know, you could really feel the the, the palpable fear in the air. Um, you know, but as I say, the prices dropped so quickly. We very quickly got to a point where the where the price point was was attractive to people again. And that's when we started to see. I mean, obviously, you know, the the the, the free fall, as I say, was about eight months. There was then a period of probably four or five months where the market was flat at the bottom, and that's obviously when the sentiment started to pick up again. And then we didn't look back until about four years ago. So the market sort of flattened out through 2010 and 11. You were on the way back up. Yeah, we were on the on the way back up. Yeah. 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 All right. And then and then when was the next peak for for Dubai? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, Depends on who you talk to. I think I would say as a realist, we really started to see the market slow and sentiment again begin to change as, uh, about four years ago, 2014. So we went from 2011 to 2014 where the prices were going up and up and up and up and you know people were making hay. And then 2014, end of 2014, that shine started to come off a bit, and uh, you know the market started to started to, to correct itself. Why know? do you think that happened in, uh, at that point? Well, I think well, honestly, it, was, it was the oil price, right? It was, was oil price? It was around the same time we were we were awarded Expo Twenty Twenty, <coughs> I think. Um, and I think yeah, people look around the market in any in any case and think, okay, well, given the global drivers, I believe this market is overinflated. That, that, I think that was the, the general gist. You know, people end users were not looking at dipping their toes in the market. You know, there were there were indicators that rents had really reached their peak, and that's when people start to you know start to to assess their situation. Because there was a real boom in two thousand fourteen. Like at least in Abu Dhabi, I think prices yeah. went up twenty five percent in one year. Really? I mean, it really just yeah shot. Okay, no, we weren't we weren't near there. We had quite a nice, quite a steady in, uh, in, in incline mm. in house prices. There was there was nothing shocking. You know. Yeah, I mean, uh, almost exactly the same happened with Abu Dhabi again. Maybe slightly delayed. What they tend to say is Abu Dhabi is six months behind Dubai, mm. but um, you know, I, I I don't believe that for for various reasons. But that's just the way it's worked out recently. But yeah, so we had the 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 the, the bottom in 2012, and then probably till the end of 2014, even into 2015, we had pretty pretty decent growth. Then 2015 was flat. And then you know we've been coming down ever since then. And, and for me, the the, the point there was the oil price get, got um, uh, it got destroyed pretty much, and global markets went from a hundred dollars a barrel to about twenty five. And uh, Abu Dhabi government stopped spending, so prices uh, jobs were cut. Abu Dhabi government stopped spending, and Abu Dhabi government is the massive driver for real estate in Abu Dhabi. And uh, if they're not spending, you know, to, it, it kills the market. People just don't have the cash to. Um, to go out and buy, but also if you know the government's cutting jobs and government's a massive employer in Abu Dhabi, people don't have the confidence in their own uh, job to buy a property because they want to hold it for at least two or three years. And if you're not sure about your job prospects, you know uh, you don't want to buy. So, what sector do the, do the Abu Dhabi government employ in mainly? Is it still oil and gas? Uh, yeah, yeah, oil and gas. I mean, uh, the 
that's the that's the big one. Obviously, Adnock shared about twenty thousand jobs, I think, in uh, between two thousand fifteen and two thousand seventeen. So that's a that's a big chunk. Uh, but also, you know, stuff like um, Etihad, Etihad Rail, you know, the infrastructure projects uh, that uh, that the government doesn't necessarily employ people in, but it green lights. Um, there's also um, a massive um, offshore islands being created. Just just you know, infrastructure project. We all got put on hold in two thousand and fifteen. You know. Um, you know, even things that were that had been green lighted before, the government just said, "Listen, we're not sure where the oil price is going. You know, just stop paying." So your market came off in two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine. Yeah, so probably the peak was at the r- right at the end of two thousand and eight, and then it slid down to about yeah, two thousand and twelve. Same as Dubai, but then you yeah. you hit the bottom at two thousand and twelve. So yeah. you only had two years of growth. I would say so. That's yeah. probably why you saw that massive spike. I mean, full, full 2013 <coughs> and 14, and then, a, and then a bit of 2012, yeah. And then 15 was pretty flat. And then we already started to come down in 16. Yeah, so we always say that, like you said earlier on, quite rightly, that the, the Abu Dhabi market is six months behind Dubai. And I think it used to be, but judging by this information, they're almost divorced from each other. You know, they follow the trend, but they're, they're, they're years apart. Do you no, think no, I mean, you know, I think ours... In, in Abu Dhabi, where our our peaks are, our slowdowns are a bit slower. It's more gradual because we've got a lot more bigger landowners. So we've got guys who who you know own an entire block of flats. I've got empty the dishwasher. Sorry. Good idea. Good idea. <laughs> you've got guys who own an entire block of flats, and they can sit on twenty five percent vacancy, right? Uh, and and try and keep rents high. Whereas I think in Dubai, you've got more, a lot more individual owners, and they need to rent their property, so they'll be very commercial and very market. So I think your corrections happen much sharper because you've got a lot more guys who really want to rent out their property. But in Abu Dhabi, you've got a lot of private offices, a lot of people who own full buildings, and uh, and they're able to you know um, sit on uh, on higher vacancy levels than, than most people can which means our our drops tend to sort of go on longer and maybe be a bit slower surely that doesn't make any sense in holding a 25% vacancy if you can drop the rents by 10% and fill them absolutely right but it depends how much you need the money <laughs> yeah. yeah true to uh, true to a lot of sentiments in this part of the world yeah that's very true well, when I first came out here I, was, I didn't know where Abu Dhabi was and I looked it up on Wikipedia and it said in Wikipedia I don't know if it says that now but 10 years ago it said that the average wealth of, a, of an Abu Dhabi citizen was 16 million US dollars <laughs> Wow, no. and you came clearly, out for a slice of that, didn't clearly, you? Clearly, <laughs> some's richer than others, and I, I, and I can't remember where that Wikipedia quote was from, but that's just what it's Probably written by a really wealthy guy. <laughs> Maybe. <clears throat> All right, so um, so you guys hit the peak in 14, and what's it done, what's it, uh, end of 14, and what's it done since then? It has been a, a slow decline. Yeah, slow decline with, with very little market indicators is when that's going to turn around, and... Mm. Yeah, there's really not else a lot to say about it, and I wish I could shed some light on. On, I mean, the obvious reason it was overinflated. You know, you were um, to put it into to British pounds, you were looking at six hundred thousand pounds for for a three bed, two bedroom house with a nice bit of land. Now, in anybody's money, even though it's a tax free environment, that's too much money for a two bedroom house. Um, not in London or New York or Paris. Yeah, but this isn't Kansas. Location, though, location, location. Yeah, no, I understand that. I understand. But um, I don't think Dubai is in a position to compare itself to London or New York just yet, you know, give it another century or so. Um, anyway, uh, you know, I think that was obviously a market, that was a market driver. Um, mm. 
I cannot really understand a huge amount, understand why it's been such a long and slow decline. Like you said, Dubai has been boom and bust, you know, and, and 28, 20, 28, 20, 2008, 2009, was a very quick decline. Uh, I'm wondering why, and I, I genuinely can't shed any light on it, why it's been a four year decline. You know, global markets yeah. have, you know, have come off probably in the last year, two years. So that would obviously be putting pressure. But global on real estate's been been you know increasing since probably two thousand and eleven. You know we we've had our little double dip recession here. Oh. You know um, whereas um, whereas the rest of the world you know real estate has just been going up and up and up because you know for me it's because of the oil shock right you know Dubai although you know it doesn't have any oil in and of itself it's a, it's a hub for the Middle East and you know the Middle East you know whichever economy you look at Saudi Kuwait UAE. It's taken a, you know, uh, the issues with Qatar, um, it's taken a massive hit from the oil shock. And so, you know, Dubai has taken that hit. Although if you look at the growth figures, the UAE has been growing, you know, at, you know anywhere between 0.5, you know, and 2%, you know, even over, over that entire time. So why has the oil price hit a non-oil based economy harder than it's hit an oil based economy in terms of real estate price? No, I mean Abu Dhabi real estate has been going down 10% a year, so it's been hit much harder than Dubai. You know, Dubai I think is averaging 5 or 6% a year, mm. uh, depending you know, which way you look. So, so you, know, we've, you know, we have probably since 2015 come off 35%. You know, we've been you know, hit very, Whooped. very hard. Mm, yeah, but you know, and then I mean, and that's just on the demand side. Then if you look at the supply side, um, you know, yeah, we're running a huge supply. Yeah, so Dubai is 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 running a, a pretty big supply. I think I looked at the figures the other day. You're probably going to add about eight percent, you know, additional stock this year to what you already have. Eight percent versus like, current ready stock. Yeah. So, so how many units? Twenty. They they predict twenty. 21,500, 22,000. I think it was higher than that. Well, it depends who you talk to. There's all different kinds of reports. Yeah, that was in but, the Gulf News, I think. But, the, yeah, but the, the, the one that I like, I think it's Jones Lang LaSalle, and it tells you actually how many units are in the market. So when someone says there's 30,000 units coming into the market, you, know, you can actually have that, put that in context about, okay, but compared to what? So, so I think, I think you know, there, there was an additional 8%. In Abu Dhabi, we're looking at an additional 3%. Um, but you know, and this is a, this is a, a, a bugbear of mine in terms of um, in terms of supply. For me, it's it's the off-plan market because th there was a time when people weren't buying off-plan, and you know, developers had to really understand. Okay, I'm going to deliver this this in in 2020, you know, and I've got to sell it then. What's the market going to be like in 2020? And yeah. try and predict that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now, you know, if a developer can sell off-plan tomorrow, he doesn't care what it's going to be like in 2020. He cares about can I sell this off-plan tomorrow? And then it puts the whole onus about judging what the market is going to be like, in, you know, when it's delivered on the retail investor, and he's not, you know, sophisticated enough well, to be able to do that. Whereas I mean, a developer is. A developer may be sophisticated enough, but I think you can't. You can't treat investors with kid gloves. They've, they, it's your job. It's your job as to do your due diligence as best you can when investing in property. It isn't up to the developer to go, hold fire on this one. I think you're going to be in for a rough time when it hands over. Let's just, you know, let's just sit on this. It's to up to the buyer. Extent. Yeah, it's up but to the buyer. No, but to a certain extent. So, so we have rules um, in terms of when, when, uh, let's say, investing in hedge funds and private equity funds, right? Only certain classes of investor are allowed to invest in yeah. those. In those, can't do that things. with real estate. Uh, it's such an open asset class. Well, you can't do it with real estate, but you might be able to do it with off plan because off plan is an incredibly risky asset, right? It might not get built. You can uh, what you get delivered <laughs> is not 
is not what you think you got. Yeah, when you get it delivered, it's worth less than what you bought it for. So it is a risky asset. So then I guess to, to, to wrap up this, uh, this podcast, so we're talking about, okay, so, so what has happened. So in, in Dubai, I just want to recap. So from 2000, end of 2014 to, to, to now, not talking about now, that's another podcast that we'll be doing now. To yesterday. To yesterday, yeah, not today. Um, I would say, uh, yeah, I mean, I would say it's been, yeah, it's been a very, very slow decline. And I feel like, and I'm going to go on to the future, I feel like it's a very difficult thing to predict, as you say, to try and predict the bottom. But, you know, I think if you are here for the long term and if you are going to, you know, call the Middle East and the UAE your home for a while, it is a great time to be a, a buyer. It is a shocking time to be a seller. Mm-hmm.